0: Welcome to the Venture Property podcast and Thank you very much for listening wherever you may be listening from. as you know, if you're a regular listener then of this podcast, then this month you 'll know that it is all about brand building. This is going to be the last podcast this month, right before Christmas, and I genuinely do believe I have saved the best to last. Today, as always, we are sponsored by realestateslackers.com, which is a free Slack group, which John Corey and myself have created. You can get access to that completely free by going to realestateslackers.com. So let's get into the content, guys. I am so excited to do this podcast. And today we have an interview. I have my very good friend, Brad Lazarus, on the podcast for those of you who don't know, there are about three people who have had such an impact in my professional life, and I always reference these people when I'm talking or when anybody asks me, and Brad is one of those people who has had a huge effect on my, on my life. Brad is one of my favorite people in the world, and not just in property. I call Brad Caramel because he's the smoothest <laughs> man you'll ever meet, even probably even smoother than... And, and
1: hot and hot, hot. Right?
0: we well, yeah, i think Alex <laughs> you can't, is caramel, can, caramel
1: has to be hot if it's smooth
0: yeah you are very smooth but h3 is <laughs> Beckham mark II, <too>, is isn't he <laughs> you are a master marketer i will give you that i think you're going to give so much value how are you doing today brad
1: i'm really good and thank you i'm i'm so happy to be here thank you thank
0: you did you like my introduction
1: it was really good. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> slightly, was he was says true. feeling slightly awkward. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Why awkward?
1: <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, Everything it's, it's very true. nice. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I know that we're going to delve into some of the issues. And one of the issues that we are going to talk about today is this relentless requirement to be face-to-face networking, which is really tough for A lot of people, especially if you're not full-time in property, especially after a long, hard day's work, you know, there is this pressure to be out three or four nights a week at property networking events or just standard networking events, sometimes all over the city or a distance away from your house. And we both know that the, the very nature of networking can be hit and miss. Now, Brad has a method of brand building which enables you to leverage your ability to build relationships. Sips, Sorry, I'll start that bit again. Which enables you to leverage your ability to build relationships through meaningful content and this no like and trust building method. I know that Brad is the man for this because he has personally helped me build my brand. I had a good chat with Brad well over a year ago now and we mapped out quite a lot of things. Brad and I have spent many hours talking over different ways of marketing and just literally chewing the fat and sorting out issues. So, Brad, I know that you have a 10,000-foot view of how you go through building a brand. Could you mm. delve into some of those details for the listeners?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of kind of building a personal property professionals brand my preferred method of doing that is online and i think the reason for that is it's so leverageable as you kind of alluded to earlier this idea of there's this real pressure in the property community to to be out networking all the time um and it's exhausting right it's it's tiring i mean as you mentioned you know people can go you know, a lot of people got full-time jobs or they're doing a hard day's work. And then there's this requirement to be out maybe three, you know, if you're not out one, two, three nights a week, then you you know, you're not doing the networking thing properly. Mm. Um, and it's, yeah, it, I think it kind of weighs heavy. It kind of weighed heavy on me early in the early days of me kind of getting into property. So, um, so I should also mention as well, I'm not gonna I'm gonna use this opportunity, Ryan, just to do a very quick plug for the Goliath <laughs> for the Goliath Sourcing Academy. Go on, podcast. Man, yeah. So all of the stuff that I talk about in terms of, you know, the online, the outsourcing, the small business growth, that all comes from my experience over the last 15 years of actually doing that and building mm. small businesses. Um, and I talk about all of that inside the Goliath Sourcing Academy podcast in a little segment that I've got called in the lab with Brad, so um, there's lots of kind of interesting stuff there. So we'll, we'll give people some links later on, but yeah, but definitely. yeah, I mean, in the meantime, this whole kind of idea of the online personal brand, I think um, it comes from the world of internet marketing, really. Yeah. Where in other industries, I've always found with property, property's quite behind in it in its kind of terms in, in terms of its sophistication um in, in you know with with looking at kind of trying to innovate and move forward with the times so this for i think for a lot of people this idea of building your brand online is quite a it's quite a new concept but actually once you hear all of this stuff you'll then be able to spot it and other people implementing it whether it be in property or outside of property and there's a little hint that you Ryan are the living embodiment of building your brand in a leveraged way online Um, so people get to know you like you trust you know what your message is understand what you're an authority in understand what kind of through the content that you produce and you put out there whether that be from yourself or whether that be from people that you're interviewing on this podcast for example so a little bit of that authority kind of rubs off on you in that sense doesn't it so um that's that's really what this is ultimately all about so i think the first really the first step when you're beginning to build an online brand for yourself. And this isn't just about building an online brand for for you as an individual personally, you could be building a, you know, your company brand as well, using these methods in the same way that we did with, you know, Goliath Sourcing Academy. We know it's, it's had a, a, a double whammy effect. It's helped build my brand using this method and it's also helped build the glass Sourcing academy brand along with with mark dunsmore my partner there so i think the first step really when you're building any kind of brand is to define who it's going to appeal to who is your target audience you know people talk about this idea of having an avatar um a a persona of the type of person that you're going to be targeting that you're going to be focusing your efforts towards so i think it's really important to understand what that person what makes up that person um so for example if you are um you know if you're sourcing property deals for example um then you know you and you're looking to build a brand which appeals to investors because you want to bring investors on then you need to start to construct an avatar of of what um what an investor um is all about you know what are the problems that they encounter Um, what are the issues that they face that you might be able able to help solve and create content around essentially. So it's uh, the first step defining that target audience. And I think one of the things as well is, is to understand what it is that you, you stand for, what is your brand? What do you want your audience to think of you when they, when essentially when they get, when, when, when you put yourself in front of them. So all of those things are like the starting point of building your brand. Um, So this whole method really is about building. So a lot of people build, a lot of people in property and in a lot of other industries as well tend to build their brands and tend to build uh, on other people's platforms. So on Facebook, you know, they'll have they'll have a Facebook, you know, personal profile. They'll have a YouTube channel. Um, They maybe have a Twitter account, but they don't have, for me, what is the most important thing, which is essentially having a website. You know, the website is the only thing that you own. It's your. It's essentially your asset. Yeah. So you've got to start by, you know, getting yourself a domain name. It could be your name. It could be your company name. It could be whatever it is that your brand is. Um, and then you want to start by the going through the process of getting yourself a personalized email address. Um, you want to get yourself a logo created, and then you want to get that website built. Um, and that website is is you is what you own. You own the freehold essentially, right? To that website. Everything else, you're on a like a a relatively flimsy, you know, rental agreement. Yeah. You do, you like, do you like my I, property I like, analogy?
0: I like that straight in. Well it's, it makes perfect sense as well. You never know what's going to happen. Um I've got businesses that are based online and one of them had a Facebook group as part of the, the package. And Facebook changed the rules so many times that that had a huge detrimental effect on that group. But having my own website, it's up to me how how it changes. And I think it's worth noting as well that all those things that you said there to actually start building your brand, you know, getting the the domain name, the personalized email address, the logo created. It's not majorly expensive.
1: No, not at all. And it's, it's, it's really cheap. Um, You know, you can get, you you know you don't necessarily even need to you can go to you know like these websites like about.me you know if you don't want to create the whole website thing but you want to kind of almost own the the your personal brand asset online you can go to these personalized you know cloud-based website um kind of um you know like about.me And then you can buy your domain name. So I could buy brandlazarus.co.uk and direct that to about.me, which is actually what I do, Yeah, funnily enough. Um, So, um, yeah, that's essentially your your home online. It's your brand's home online. I think the next, once you've got that website, you don't have to, people, I think people really kind of consider this idea of having a website as being this it, there's a lot of hurdles in people's heads when it comes to this mm-hmm. idea of building a website going on that It's almost like it's turned into this kind of three month four month project. Yeah, and it actually stops them Moving forward. It's sto- it, It's a big hurdle and it stops people actually progressing down the path of actually building a website because they think it's such a huge job mm. And it's actually not a particularly big job to build a website you can you can use You know, you can use WordPress, Um, you could go um, and, you know, you can get an outsourcer on Upwork to build you like a three page website, a basic standard blog. Um, You'd go and buy a theme, for example, on uh, ThemeForest, which is a personal uh, brand theme. WordPress theme as I say go to Upwork get somebody to build it for you need to be clear about what it is that you that you're asking them to build Mm. but it can be done and it can be turned around in you know two weeks quite easily for you know $150 if I'm honest so if you really want to go and do it that quickly.
0: I'm just going to jump in on you there as well because I know that people are going to shoot off to Upwork right now and Mm. start posting for jobs one of the big tips that you gave me I don't know if he's going to cover it later but I everything I've sort of learned about outsourcing has pretty much come from you Um, and one of the things you said to me was do not make the job if you are going to go to Upwork or whatever website to look for an outsourcer do not make that job public make it invite only so you invite those people
1: yeah, absolutely. Because I think you can you can go and just filter it. Otherwise, you end up getting like hun- hundreds <laughs> no, of applications no. come through, yeah. it, and then you got to spend all that time filtering through all the rubbish. And there is so much rubbish on Upwork. Yeah, there's some awful contractors on there, but there's some really good ones. And if you go and take the time just to go create your job description, be clear about it. Be clear about all the parameters of it. You know when what you want, when you want it completed, all that kind of thing. Um, and then you go out and you go and find the contractors using their quite sophisticated search functionality mm. you go and you know delve into their database and find those contractors that best fit what it is that you 're looking for and invite them into the job so you can go and do ten to fifteen of those, mm. probably about you know sixty seventy percent of those will accept accept your job application um and then that 's how you start that process yeah. um so once you've got your website, I mean, we kind of, you know, websites are, you know, not a big thing, but you know, it's a, it's a chunky thing that you have to get built, but we're going to kind of gloss over just to kind of keep that 10,000 foot view element here. And the next most important thing is an about page. So you've got your home page and then you've got an about page and the about, but the page essentially tells people can either be you know uh your your blogs you know on that home page your blog posts on that home page alternatively your home page can be you know one of these um you know with a slider on it and it tells people exactly what it is that you do um that's the most important thing and then the second most important thing or i would actually even argue the most important thing is to have a good about page because in all the websites that i've ever owned and there's you know we're into the kind of the tens the about page always has the highest traffic
0: yeah. and it's
1: the place that, I mean, if you think about, you know, our surfing habits, when we're going to a company that we don't know or a person that we don't know, I don't know about you. Well, it's, it's, it's probably true for you and most of the people listening. The about page is the first place that we go. Yeah. Um, completely agree. and that's the bit where I think where people get the about page slightly mixed up is they think it's, A place where you talk about yourself only yeah and in my view that's wrong you should be talking actually you if if that's the place that a new visitor is going to go first to your website well then that's the place that you can tell them how they are going to benefit from being on your website
0: yeah
1: or being in your sphere of influence in some way shape or form so that's where you start to tell them. You can tell them a little bit about yourself or a paragraph. And then you start to tell them about how you can help them. And that's so critical for the about page, I think. So
0: I completely um, agree. Because you're giving people even men right now, everything is about feeling. So if you if you step into their shoes, and you tell them the kind of things that they're going to be feeling, because it's this me too element, you've been there, you've come through some of the issues which they're going through, then they're more likely to root for you going forward. And I think that's yeah. a really key thing that, that you say right there.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think that, yeah, I mean, I, so how often have we been... You've been onto a website, you've gone to the about page and it's told you all about the business Mm. and no one's name's been mentioned. Yeah. Like there's no name. It's like, who am I dealing with here? It's like, give me a name, you know, because inevitably if you do get a name, you go, you highlight it, you right click and you go search on Google. Yeah, and you go and find out who this person is. Well, why are you you should not be allowing people to go away from your website to find out about you. They're there because they want to find out about you.
0: Yeah, to tell them, them about
1: yourself and tell them how it is that you can help them. Mm. Um, and that's that's the 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 crux of the the about page. Um, I think the next thing is you're gonna get into a content creating process here oh Um, yes yeah and it's the old kind of cliche content is king but if you want to get your message and build your authority build your knowing your like your trust amongst the people that you're looking to target your avatar essentially if we go right back to the beginning of the process you've got to understand what type of content is most appealing to them Mm -hmm. Um, So you need to work out what are the hurdles that they face? What are the problems that they face? What are the issues that they come up against on a daily basis that your knowledge and your brand might be able to help them solve? Mm -hmm. And that's the, the real kind of foundation of great content. Um, So often you see on blogs and websites, people creating content, just telling the world about what it is that they do. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know product updates and that's right for certain businesses but not when you're building a personal brand you need to be solving problems for people in content you need to be presenting new ideas in ways that people might not necessarily have considered thinking about them previously for example you know wrap up existing ideas in a new way is an, is one type of content approach so um so once you've understood those hurdles, the problems, the issues, and you're—we're talking about getting a piece of paper out here, going away for an hour and a half, and writing this stuff, just brainstorming it—and mm. it'll be amazing how often, uh, how many ideas you come up with. Um, and people go, "Well, what do you? You know, how do you know?" And it's like go into your email, yeah. into your sent mail, and go and have a look at some of the conversations that you've had with you know whoever that target market is you know whether it be a you know a landlord that you're looking to get a rent to rent deal from or you know whatever that might be you're looking to get investment you're looking whatever that you know go and have a look at some and go and study those emails and just pull out some of these ideas and jot them down on your on your kind of content ideas page if you like on that list mm-hmm. um and then the next step after that is you're looking then to start creating content that your target audience is going to find useful and valuable. And most importantly, and this is the whole point behind content, is creating authority around you. You want to position yourself as an authority expert on what it is that you're talking to in the, on the market and the audience that you're talking to. And they need to consider you an authority Mm. in in the in the in the space that we're in here um does that make sense
0: that makes absolutely perfect sense
1: um i got slightly distracted there with this incoming slack message that's how techie we are around here um, um,
0: i've actually turned slack off so uh, have you why, that's bad right i'm
1: gonna turn it, okay i'm gonna take your lead and turn it off um so okay so that's the that's kind of where we're at with um uh, we're, we're creating content for the target audience. They're going to find useful, valuable and position yes. to you as the authority. Um, so then the next step really is about, okay, well, well, how are you going to deliver that content? What's the medium and what's the, the, the process that you're going to go through? Now there's, what are there primarily? There's a, there's a few different, you know, kind of content formats. You've got it's text. So many. Yeah. You've got yeah. text You've got video, um, you've got uh, audio, that's kind of it, but in you know on on different kind of platforms. But those are your three primary mediums. So which one feels most comfortable is is the question that I think you'd need to ask yourself at that point now you've you've chosen uh, podcasting.
0: Yes, but I didn't. I started with actually writing blogs, and then me and you had a discussion about ways of building brands and, and this kind of thing. And we came to the the conclusion that after me and you speaking and chewing the fat that I actually really like talking to people and that is where my skills lie. Mainly mm. because one of them is that my grammar is awful. And yes, I <laughs> could get so you're laughing because you've read some of my stuff. <laughs> but it's the way my brain works. My brain works at 300 miles an hour. I just type very, very quickly get it down on the page, and then, yes, I could get somebody else to do that. But I didn't feel like I was giving enough value content to people. So I moved to the podcast. It's been one of the best things I've ever done.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the great thing about podcasts is it's so consumable for, it's a great mix for, for a property audience that, which is, which is, you know, that's your kind of target audience, right? Everybody listening Mm. to this, it's the, the podcast is such a great medium because people are so often traveling either to and from work or they're going doing viewings, whatever they're doing. Um, it's so easily consumed. Um, and there's so much value in it and you can, the great thing about podcasting is, you are in somebody's ear for yeah. an hour's worth of a podcast, let's say. That's a very personal experience yeah. for, for that person listening and for you. And I think us as podcasts, because we podcast obviously with Goliath Sourcing Academy podcast as well. And I think that's almost – we need to kind of take a responsibility that we're actually in someone's ear for a, for a period of time that we have to – you know do our very level-headed best to create the best content and experience for them Mm. Um, which i think is to me feels you know quite an important thing
0: it is majorly Um, important and it's the picking out the right bits of delving deeper into topics and lots of different avenues to go down
1: yeah absolutely so and i think uh, just going back to this idea of um you know uh, solving problems and, and and issues you're talking how there seems to be i don't know if you 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 do notice this wrong because we've talked about it but hmm. th- this idea that people just flip open their facebook live and just start talking yeah it's not productive it it's putting people off actually engaging with you because you're not so many people are doing this but they're not saying anything they're not yeah. act, there's no substance in what they're putting out there. It's just blah, blah, blah. It's not proper structured content that is going to be useful, that is going to solve problems, that is going to allow the audience to jump over the hurdles they've got in front of them. They don't therefore find it valuable. But people yeah. seem to feel as though there's this, there's, this, there's this volume-based approach. Yeah. And I think it's backfiring yeah. now.
0: Yeah. Well, I think as the world gets faster and faster, and I know that me and you have spoken about this a lot, that people's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. So if you don't hook them in quickly, then they're not going to stick around. So, and I know that me and you both, both do do this and we, we both try and think about the sort of the external problems that are out there. And then we try and link that to the internal feelings and the thoughts of the people and then create our content Around mm. how that actually, what we can do actually solves their problem, and I think you are completely right that there is too many people using different mediums too quickly and not thinking about about the content. Because mm. it all comes, it almost doesn't
1: matter to a certain extent what the medium is. It is about mm. the substance inside the content. Exactly, and that's it's just so important that people get that right because, and this is a kind of a a bit of an an advanced. Kind of thing i'm going to talk about now, but 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 it's um, you can repurpose all this content So just because you create a video and you put it on youtube and you embed it on your blog Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean to say that that then is it you know, you should be getting that transcribed You could be getting that rewritten into Um, a a post which you could put on LinkedIn publishing, for example, or one of the other medium or something where you can go and steal audiences from, from other platforms. So just because you create the content on your chosen medium doesn't mean to say that that's the only, the only medium it's going to be delivered on. So I think that's uh, an important point because as you know, as me, as a content creator, we are repurposing content everywhere because not so we could use more, not so we can squeeze every last drop out of the one piece of content that we create, but because people consume in different ways. Yeah. Some people like to consume a infographic. It's quick, it's easy. Some people like to watch a short seven-minute video. Some people love to... Read, you know, fifteen hundred, two thousand word blog posts. It is. It, everybody's different, and I think you can get to that point once once you start to get this kind of content flow going for yourself.
0: Hmm, I agree with you there.
1: Um, so yeah, so the next step is once you've got this content, you need to start building an email list, and I think this is the bit where is a bit scary for some people, but this goes back to this idea about building your personal brand which is essentially your business on your own asset now if if all you're relying on is getting your content out to your facebook friends you're kind of playing a bit of a it's going to work because i'm sure there's plenty of people out there that it is working for them but you know at some, at any point you can get the rug up and be pulled from underneath you. So in order to build a solid business, you need to be building us an email subscriber list. You want to be getting into people's inboxes. Now that doesn't mean to say, I'm not saying there that you don't use social media. You absolutely do. Um, because you're using social media to drive traffic back to this website, this blog that you've created so that you can build your email list. Um, Definitely. so, how do you build your email list? I suppose is the next question um yes, I know exactly
0: and, where you're gonna go as well
1: okay, so this is where you give away, essentially give away a valuable piece of information in exchange for an email address. That's the bottom line. So we've all been asked a million times on websites, you know, give me your email address and I'll send you the seven steps to blah, blah, blah. You know, yes. that's essentially what, what is going on there. Well, you know, those, those website owners, those marketers, those business owners, they're building their subscriber list. Why? Because they want to continue to build the relationship with you in a more systemized way than a lot of social media allows you to do. And the way that you can do that is by building a relationship via email. Mm. So you're getting straight into people's email inbox. And there's a lot of people going now, Say, I would imagine thinking, Oh, you know, email's dead and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Email isn't dead. It's not dead at all. It's just not being used correctly a lot of the time. You know, I see so many people in property sending emails with the most horrendous subject lines that are never going to get opened. Because mm. they're just not referring to anything that's relevant to me. They're not addressing any kind of problem that I've got. There's no intrigue there. There's no you know heard all that you know alluding to a hurdle i might be jumping so and that's um, the key isn't
0: it it's always referring back to the problem that yeah what your content address is so you refer back to the problem all the time
1: yeah because you're showing people this is the problem i'm going to help you solve so absolutely um so you've kind of now you're building that relationship via email um now you need now you've got this content you've got this blog post you've got this podcast you've got your you know you've created your free valuable piece of information which you know can be called a lead magnet or an opt-in um now you need to start driving traffic to your website in order that people can read your blog and then you can start to build your email list um and that's where syndicating your content comes in um so you syndicate your content on the social platforms, on Twitter, on Facebook. You know, there's so much traffic. There's so many eyeballs from, from our audiences on other people's websites. Um, and that the whole purpose of this is to go and put your message in front of the, your audience on the relevant platforms where they are. Um, and a lot of the time, it, you know, if you just want to focus on one, it comes down to Facebook. You know, so much of the, the property community is on Facebook,
0: aren't they? Yeah, it seems to be the main source which they use, don't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's so, so that's primarily where I think where a lot of the eyeballs are really. So, so you really syndicate, I call that syndicating, but you're also creating, you're also you know, there's various different ways of syndicating. I always, I always talk about a difference between syndication and engagement. Syndicating is literally just putting a, a headline and a link to your post, to your blog post. You know, whereas engagement is about maybe creating an enticing question around the content that, you're, that you've produced. So you begin to start a discussion on those Facebook posts. Um, and that can be a really effective way of engaging people. And then eventually they want to find out a little bit more about you because this is an interesting discussion. And then they go to your website and then they go and see all the other blogs that you've written. And now you're beginning to build
0: your authority. I definitely think we should just jump in there and delve mm. into that just a little bit deeper about the engagement there, because that's something that you do very, very well. This, I think this is where the name caramel comes from because <laughs> there's some of the things that you come out with are ridiculously smooth and it doesn't take you long. <laughs> to do so. So I feel like we should just touch on that just briefly.
1: Right. So which, which, um, which bit are you referring to in terms of...
0: So we're not syndicating now. We're going to explore when you put a post onto Facebook, the kind of things that you should be doing or could right. be doing to develop right. a discussion. Well, you're,
1: you're asking you're asking a question essentially you you know this is this is about like what would you do we go back to this idea of going in and, and net you know is this isn't i should you know kind of qualify the fact that this is not a replace what we're talking about here is not a replacement for networking no that's no. not what it's about this is about leveraging and getting more out of your networking because yes. when you do go and meet somebody you you want them to have met you you want them to you want to meet with them but they know like and trust you and believe you to be an authority in your particular topic
0: yes at the point that
1: they're meeting you so you don't have to spend the first 45 minutes of your coffee talking about how fantastic your knowledge is in a certain area they already know that because they've gone and they've read about you And And that makes that meeting so much more successful. Sorry, go on. Exactly.
0: No, I'm just jumping in just to reiterate that as well, is that people have actually, they've sort of pre-qualified themselves to want to speak to me because they fit a certain criteria. But then when they actually come to meet me, they have a list of topics to talk to me about, to delve deeper into those topics. So like you say, the first 45 minutes of that meeting, is not spent unless you're with kim is not spent talking about the (laughs) the he knows i say that to his face i know you do going over the same kind of thing it's it takes out that and it it breaks barriers down and Mm. it, it does make your meetings so much more effective and you really are leveraging the power of the internet and you know absolutely
1: and, and, and this, this, this isn 't just when you 're doing the meeting after you 've met someone at the networking event yeah. if you 're doing this personal branding thing well you 're actually having much more productive conversations with people at networking events because they 've exactly you 've positioned yourself in their minds already, so there 's so much of the fluff that could just be. You know, yeah, you do the niceties and and all the rest of it. Yes, of course, but you can start to get into a proper conversation, you know, a a more productive conversation.
0: And you can give more content and build your authority even quicker because people have seen your content, they've connected with your content, they know, like and trust you, and then they start to ask you more questions on that content. And then one of the things I try and do, or it can be difficult at times in networking, is if someone has asked you a follow-up question, try and remember that question as well.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's a very that's a networking tip, isn't it? Yeah,
0: remember that question. You can create some content on that. Yes.
1: But, yes. Oh, sorry, I'd say in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good that's a really good point. So you're kind of taking so even if you take their card, for example, you could take their card and yep. you could write you know a couple of things down on the card based on the conversation and that becomes goes into your ideas repository for content absolutely. and then guess
0: what when you get back to the office the next day or whatever back to the, the the laptop anything and you take all of those big wad of cards out of your pocket that you've got you are going to be more likely to remember those people because of those questions which you wrote on the back of their business card
1: absolutely absolutely um
0: but yeah, we digressed there slightly, didn't we? Yeah, no,
1: no, no. It's good. It's all. It's all good stuff. So, um, I mean, one of the, you, you know, you've, you know, looking at examples of, you know, um, people building their personal brands. Well, you've done it amazingly. a, a friend of a, a good friend of both of ours, Manish Kataria. Yes. Cre- you know, I've been helping him create his blog called InvestLikeAPro.co.uk, which. And the guy's only got two blog posts on there at the moment, but the response that he's got to those two blog posts is mind blowing. You know, he's literally just, I mean, they're two chunky posts he's got on there and it's amazing stuff that he writes. Yeah. And it's, he's really kind of filling a a niche, you know, problem um, that, well, he's what, what, what he's essentially solving is this issue around, you know, deeper due diligence for those looking to invest in property deals in development deals. So and that's, that's the
0: thing there, isn't it? If it, like, you just, we both know Manish and we both know that he's doing well with his blog. He's got two blog posts that isn't difficult for anybody to do. But no. what he's done really, really well is address the problem really deeply and delved into the problem with the experience that he's got and the issue at hand. Yeah, absolutely and and he
1: and uh, it, again it's, it's just you've got to reiterate it's only two blog posts that he's written but there's so much substance and depth in what he's written you know he you doesn't he doesn't he doesn't get on he's not one of these people that kind of want to get on facebook live every eight minutes or so but he doesn't need to he only wants to that's like a broad sloppy approach what he's doing is a targeted focused approach understanding who is who this content is appealing to what their problems are and then he's creating really solid content um mm. to help people solve that and you know just looking at some of the some of the 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 responses that he's getting on some of the, the face of uh, the threads inside facebook groups is you know it's just been you know it's just been fantastic so mm. Um, So he's a great, he's a really great example of somebody that's actually implementing this process at the moment. Mm. Um, So then um, what's next up? Yeah, you need to be creating a consistent brand image across all your social profiles. So people immediately see and they recognize this personal brand of yours. Um And then, going back to this idea we just talked about engaging with your followers, your fans, your subscribers, whatever you know, just you know want to be engaging all the time. It's mm-hmm. really important to be that, and I think one of the big, big things and and you do this really well, Ryan, is just be authentic and be real and yep. don't try to be Thank somebody that you're not, you know there's so many different ways and of of approaching. How do I describe this best? There's so many different mediums and so many different, you know, the, the, whether it's a, the text or the podcast or the video, there's something that will, you will feel comfortable with eventually. Yeah. And choose that medium as your kind of primary medium. And, be, and that allows you to be more authentic. You know, I like audio, I don't like video, I don't yeah. like people to kind of see me. But I do like to speak, as you can tell. <laughs> and um, so it just no, it allows you to it allows you to be a bit authentic, and I think that's where the, the success of the Sourcing Academy podcast has come in, is that Mark and I are just we're just kind of us and bantering, really? but actually delving deep into. The problems and helping you know our audience solve those problems with good solid
0: content. You know, I think it's key um, as well. And I know that like people listening to this now are, are probably going to be thinking, well, you know, it's all right for you two guys because you've been doing this forever and um, blah blah blah. You you're confident, but I think the fact that you are nervous about something, even though it is your, it's the best medium for you, is actually such a plus because when you're nervous about doing a video, writing a blog post or doing a, a podcast or a speech or whatever it's going to be, you structure that in a way to help those nerves. So by doing that process, you are actually giving more content and more value to the end listener or the end reader. So mm. even though people are going to be really nervous and panicking about what to write about and how and blah, 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 that is actually going to help you massively because you're going to structure it
1: absolutely yeah you need you feel you should be feeling a pressure to deliver yeah you know and i think that's really and it's really interesting um you know working with with manish going through his this process essentially that we're talking about here is you know we're all humans and you you do not you know you like you know as much as we're taught that confidence really should be coming from within you But it's, it's hard to generate that confidence from within you. Sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's a, you get a good power up of confidence when people give you a compliment about what it is that you spent time producing. And I just remember the conversation that Manish and I had when he got a great response to his first blog post, it just gave him this boost of confidence that people do want to hear about this stuff. Mm. People do think that his content is great um and it's yeah it's it, it just gives you that motivation to move to the next step really so um so yeah and that's pretty much the i mean look the next steps you know we can kind of talk, moving slightly away from the online stuff but you know like you've done brilliantly ryan is is go out and get speaking engagements and that'll yeah. help build your brand and help build your subscriber list and help build your podcast
0: you know, just show the them pictures of your cats
1: exactly and you and in your shorts yeah, yeah all that kind of
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> like a postman absolutely <laughs> yeah,
1: the postman do developer you, do you
0: have postmen down down south in the south yeah. i don't know
1: i don't i don't get to see him
0: you don't see them do you no no, I don't see no, them.
1: no, no, no. um but that's the that's that's kind of your uh, your next level And then your next level beyond that is, you know, you could go and look to do some guest blogging, do some blogging on, you know, some writing, or 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 be on a podcast. You know, when you're on a podcast like this, you immediately begin to you 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 know you're making massive strides to positioning yourself as an authority in your area because it's not your podcast as much as anything. It's like if people like people love your podcast, Ryan, the fact that I'm in it is going to help my Ability to build my authority brand, you know. Well, if they
0: like you, it, w- it will. <laughs>
1: He says chillingly so you're yeah. just
0: bringing that level of confidence down slowly. yeah
1: just good yeah you saw it was getting a bit high didn't yeah you? i
0: thought ah what can i do now i'm just
1: gonna notch him down a peg yeah. or two this is my show yeah, yeah he is
0: running away with himself <laughs> i only do these i only do i do these shows to create good content yes but one of the big things for me for doing these shows is that i get to learn so much from the people who come on um and I get, not on and
1: it, this not on this one though, no, no
0: no not on this one <laughs> no you know that i am uh, after that introduction you know yeah oh,
1: no i appreciate oh. it listen i think uh, you know what i think what what this all comes down to is this idea of and that you get this like 150 percent ryan and yeah. is you kind of kind of got to become a marketer of pump, what yeah. it is that you do rather than just a straight doer of what you do. You know, you know this you know, it comes back to this idea, you know how people talk about how a great deal will sell itself. It's like, I've never heard such nonsense in my life. So, I just like, it just, do you know what I mean? It's like, if it's such a great deal, you've got a duty to yourself to go and market the hell out of it. you know? Yeah. If it's not a good deal, don't market it. But if it is a good deal, you know, if you've got something to say, And going through this process, going right back to the beginning, you will find something to say. Everybody's got something, a message they can give to some kind of an audience.
0: Exactly. It's
1: just a case of going through the process and actually thinking it through. Um, And then once you've created that and you've done all the content and stuff, the way that you get more people, to understand your message and get them to know like and trust you and build yourself as an authority figure is by marketing that piece of content to them and to the to that wider audience so um everyone's a marketer as far as i'm concerned
0: i completely agree with you i think that was i got a lot from that I know Good. that the listeners will is actually I'm not just saying it because you are a friend of mine, that is one of my favourite podcasts. <laughs> uh, just and I that. haven't even listened to it yet. Um yeah. but now I have some quick fire questions.
1: Can I just say before you do that, I don't want to Call take the show you, over uh, here, right?
0: Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> if
1: anybody wants to go into more detail about this process, I actually did a three part three part podcast on it. Um so you can go to goliathsourcingacademy dot com forward slash session eighteen, and then nine forward slash session nineteen and twenty, and you'll f- so really the one to remember is forwards goliathsourcingacademy dot com forward slash session eighteen, and there you can go and listen to the podcast, and I go into detail in all in, throughout the whole of this process.
0: Cool. I'll tell you what I'll do as well. I will get the links for everybody listening and put them on the show page so, so that. They don't have to try and think and remember what you've just said. Yeah. If they forget, that will be Appreciate nice and be there for them. Because I think that that is something that we've touched upon these bits. And I know that I know your personality very well. And I know you will be delving deep into those topics. So I think everybody mm. should go and listen to them. Cool. But now are you ready? Yes. So there's three questions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When you think, of the word successful, who is the mm. first person who comes to mind and why?
1: Um, so I'm, I'm very influenced by, um, the uh, you know some great online genuine authentic online marketers you know these are people that are kind of pushing boundaries in you know marketing and and that that side of things digital marketing that side of things and one of the guys that's had a big profound effect on me over the years is a guy called James Schramko yes. um, who runs a, a, a website and a membership site called uh, Superfast Business uh, and he's just I think the reason the reason I mean this guy has created a total virtual business. Um, he's built it up, you know, to forty odd um, virtual assistants based in the Philippines. Um, he then sold it for a few million. He still got the business. Now it's just a coaching business with a membership site. And I think the great thing about what James has done is really practices what he preaches in the sense. And he preaches this idea of building your business around the lifestyle that you want and not the other way around. And so often people talk about it and you just don't see it happening. Um, Mm. you see that happening in properties, can be very unpredictable at times so i you know it's difficult to do that um but at the same time what he's been able to do in terms of really engineering his business so it fits with his life um i've just uh, always been really impressed and always always got so many great ideas from him and inspiration for him so i'd say you know from a success perspective definitely him
0: he is one of those guys that you introduced me to as well back in the day mm. And two things stick out for me with James ramco Number one is the story he tells about that he used to be a used car salesman. Mm-hmm. And talk about knowing your audience. A couple of things he used to do was not just go straight to the man when they were looking for a car. He'd ask who the car was predominantly for. So mm-hmm. straight away, he's finding the customers are coming to him. He's finding out who he's going to be selling to because there's no good selling to the man if it's for the woman. And then he used to delve into the kind of journey that 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 person is going to be doing. So think about the granular level of detail that he's just gone to, just by asking two questions. And then he would line the test drive up for that time. So one of the stories he said was about a mum who uses the the car for the school run. So he organized the test drive for the school run so she could handle the, the speed bumps and all that. I think that is absolutely amazing. And then the second thing that I learned majorly from James Schramko is when he goes into detail about the, if you've got to be on a beach and you're panicking about doing a Facebook live, that's not a business.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This idea of kind of laptops on the beach. Yeah. It's like, what a load of nonsense. I Uh, I just can't, I can't conceive of anything I'd want to do less than have my laptop on the beach.
0: I mean, I'm not going to be on a beach that often because of the sun, but I don't want to take that on holiday with me. No. So moving on to question number two. Yeah. What is the book that has had the biggest impact upon you or books? Um, I,
1: well, I would say the, the, the first, the biggest impact um, in terms of changing the way that I um, ran my small business um, was the e-myth, Michael yeah. Gerber, which is a pretty kind of done you know, citing of a book, right. But it's just, it just opened, it just like blew my mind in terms of the the possibilities to be able to run a small business in a leveraged way, um, and actually, um, actually grow it, um, without this, you know, anxiety that was always going to crumble, you know? So, so that's, that's a big one. Um, I've always been a big fan of, um, as a kind of a sales marketer type, you know, Chet Holmes, the ultimate sales machine. As, as has been a was always a, were a big influence in terms of um the sales process but one which i i've come back to quite a few times is uh, blue ocean strategy which mm. is uh, by what is it it's kim chan no chan kim and renee malborn um and it's how to create uncontested market space and make the competition irrelevant and i kind of when i when i read a, when i've read that book I love books that kind of change the way you think, but not yeah. so not, they're not so radical that you you wouldn't conceive of using the ideas. Yes. It's like, do it, you know what I mean? It's like some books are so radical, you go, that's absolutely nonsense. It's a great idea, but it's nonsense. It will never work, right? But Blue Ocean Strategy, you just go, okay, so I can think about this in a wholly different way and how can I bring this into property, for example? You know, mm. um, So there was a lot of you know, a lot of ideas that I took from blue ocean strategy, which I now put into, you know, into practice in, in, in my, you know, uh, in my day to day life as, as a property investor, as well as, you know, a business owner of Goliath Sourcing Academy. So
0: I haven't um, read that one. I will add that to my list.
1: Which one blue ocean strategy. Yeah. Yeah. That's mind blowing. Yeah. It's fantastic.
0: Hmm. And then the last question, and I've saved the hardest one to last. I've warmed you up ready for this question. Are you ready? Yes. What is the worst advice that you see see or hear in the property world?
1: Um, I, well, I, I see a lot of people doing a great job of doing their, this goes back to a little bit about the whole, Brand building process, but so many people could be doing so much better building their own personal brand if they had their own website and didn't rely entirely on social. Yeah. Um. So i I would say it's not the worst thing in the world to be doing because social's so powerful now, and you you know people are a lot of those people that have built their brand their personal brands just on social media would vehemently argue against it but it's just i i don't feel comfortable with it as a long-term business approach Mm. to you to be building you know to be building essentially your property on a piece of rented land which can be taken away from you at any point you know that's the the analogy right so that's the the worst thing i've seen not devastating but not you know not an ideal situation in my view
0: that is a fantastic answer. I'm sure everybody listening will agree with me that that was an absolutely fantastic podcast. I'd just like to thank you for coming onto the show, Brad. Thank you, Ryan. I really appreciate it. It's and I'll, fun. Just because just you're a marketer and just because I like you, I'll just give you one last uh, plug to tell people where they can connect with you and where they can get in touch.
1: Yeah, well, we. I, I'm i uh, You know, half of goliathsourcingacademy.com, so we... Uh, with along with my business partner uh, Mark Dunsmore, uh, and we provide we have a podcast, loads of stacks of free content that helps people to source property deals, to understand and to understand how this digital online marketing kind of world operates really. And and we every podcast that we have, we have like three segments. You know, you've got a Q&A and then there's Mark does sourcing with Mark. And then I do an in the lab with Brad. And every one of those podcasts has, you know, a couple of download resources to help you go and implement um the stuff that we talk about in each of those segments. So it's really valuable. Um and it's um yeah I'm really proud of it. Um so and you know you can go to Goliath and if you wanted to go to the to the specifically straight to the personal online brand building stuff um you know ryan will put it in the show notes but it will also be forward slash session 18
0: yeah that's cool and i tell you what just because it's christmas and i'm feeling really festive anyone shares this podcast on social media i will pick one person completely at random and send them a copy of the blue ocean strategy whoa i know
1: i hope you're paying for that
0: yeah i am i'm probably (laughs) banking on the fact that i'm gonna get an amazon gift card at some point at christmas so Ah, i'll be sending it out with that yeah so thank you very much brad thank you and thank you to absolutely everybody listening i hope you have a fantastic christmas and you really enjoyed 2017 and i'm looking forward to connecting you with you in 2018